Well, I certainly hope we don't make a habit out of this. What do you mean? Recording a day after our normal recording day. Well, you see, nobody would have known that if you hadn't said anything. <laughs> touche, touche. Well, so as we record, we're fast approaching the end of Easter. Yeah, that's right. Easter's coming up to a close. How do we feel about that? That's right. Um, I'm a little surprised. Actually, it's been it's been kind of cool this year to realize that um, kind of like Advent, the readings take a turn about halfway through the season. Um, like the first half of Advent was kind of about the end of the world, and then it turned <laughs> into the, the Christmas story. Uh-huh. Now it's like uh-huh. c- kind of the reverse, where it's like the first half is about the mystery we celebrated, and then the second half is kind of not about that. Like, like as one of the things I preached about yesterday on the sixth Sunday, I was preaching about how Easter has kind of turned into this whole like the founding of the church, yeah, kind of thing, yeah. more so than the resurrection of Jesus. Well, I mean, isn't that what the resurrection of Jesus? I mean, okay, it's about the salvation of the world, but it's right, through, right. The, I mean, it's through yeah. the church. Yeah, and I guess it's it's an important nuance because I think, like, yesterday was the sixth Sunday of Easter, but now from here on out, like, we're going to have nothing but, like, big feasts all the way until we That's get right. back to ordinary time. That's you right. Know? Um, and in particular, we have, like, the Ascension and Pentecost back-to-back that are all about the church, you know, the church being inaugurated and the church being sent into the world to to continue the work of Christ, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, it's understandable then that the readings take this turn. I just don't really know if I'm going to have enough fuel to preach on <laughs> that one topic for the next well couple of weeks. Let me ask you this. This is kind of along those lines. So here in America, in the land of the free, uh, mm-hmm. yesterday was Mother's <laughs> Day. Okay. And one of the brothers was talking about how he decided to preach on Mother's Day. Like about Mother's Day? Yeah. How do we feel about that? Um, yeah. I mean, it seems appropriate, I guess. Um, uh-huh. Say more. I mean, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it seems appropriate because like, okay, if there is something happening in the world that is worth talking about, then yeah, we should talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know... I don't really know how I feel about it because it's not like like a, like an exceptional thing would be like a nine eleven like you're gonna preach about nine sure, eleven sure. you know um, on that Sunday afterwards but like a standing feast day like a standing celebration of mothers like that would you bring that into the homily like more than just mentioning it I don't know if I would dedicate my whole homily to it yeah that's kind of where I sit on it and I mean okay I perhaps take a more extreme approach. Uh, and just like maybe mentioning it when I say hello, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, and then leave the homily to Jesus. <laughs> uh, right. I so I even get kind of antsy when we try to do all these special blessings and everybody extend your hand and mm, it's like, yeah. what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I get you, I get you. I mean, there are blessings that we can... (laughs) Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I'm all for moms. Um, Now, okay, so I think that if there's an organic way to fit it into the homily, like, great. You know, this past Sunday was Mother's Day, and it was about love one another, you know, as I have loved you. totally uh, uh, put it in there, totally. Yeah, I mean, if the readings were about, like, 
the ban or something, <laughs> then why would <laughs> like why would you bring in mm, you know moms into the <laughs> so anyway? I think you could fold it in. I'm not a big fan of of just letting the whole homily be about a topic like that though, without any real mentioning of the right. readings. You know, right? Yeah, I guess my other rub, and I'll I'll kind of drop it after this. Um, but like, do you get the sense that people expect you to like be sappy and overly sentimental? In a homily like that? About Mother's Day? Yeah, like, why wouldn't you talk about mothers? This is our day. No, that's a good That's a good question. Because I, I thought about... So here in Spain, the Mother's Day was the week before. Uh-huh. And I didn't know it was Mother's Day until uh-huh. I left the sacristy to walk up to the sanctuary. Oh. Um, like, the sacristan said, hey, by the way, it's Mother's Day. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, <laughs> I should probably say something about that. Um, but no, and I started thinking about it as like, are people expecting me to preach on this? Because I don't want to, you know? Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I I think that things like this are delicate, and some people expect you to do some things, and I think you don't really err if you just preach the gospel as it right. is, you know? Right. <laughs> and it's like, it should be bonus if I manage to, like, tie Mother's Day in, but that shouldn't be the expectation. It shouldn't be, but is it? For some people, it definitely is. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, like on Super Bowl Sunday, do you preach about football? Oh, God. Some people do, I bet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's a standing <laughs> annual thing. But anyway, I mean, I, I think that the more that we can stick to the readings, the better. Um, which is interesting because, like, this upcoming Sunday with the Ascension, I, I might contradict what I just said because it's like the readings, do they give us much more than just, like, he ascended into heaven? <laughs> this is a <the> thing. <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well... Tell me about that. What do you think about this? I have I have a thought that I kind of am interested in exploring and seeing what you think. Okay. My my thought about the readings for the Ascension, right off the bat, right out of the gate, is I and I think we said this last year when we recorded on the Ascension, I really don't have a good ready-made answer to the question about what is this mystery <laughs> about? Like why yeah. why the why the Ascension? Like I can totally get the well, this is like you you say this sometimes, like handing over the baton to the apostles so that they can do their thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, but Jesus doesn't leave us orphaned, you know, he gives us the spirit and he's also interceding for us at the right hand of the Father. So like That's right. That's you right. know so it's not exactly like we're just handed over, you know. Um so anyway, I struggle with the mystery kind of in general, and so I, I do struggle with these readings in that sense. I think the angle that I would immediately go to is a little bit of that of like go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel. Yeah. Um you know, and that we're coming up to Pentecost. So I don't, I don't really know. I'm kind of at a loss. You know, I wonder, and this is not the place for a homily, but just, you know, in terms of like musing on something like that, what, what could we say about a theology of authority? Hmm. So like, what does it mean for God to give authority to God, God the Son, and then for the second person to give authority to his apostles and the apostles to give authority to, like, they don't give it in that same sense. It all comes from God, okay? But we've been given quite a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I wonder, I wonder. I mean, kind of to your point, like, what does it mean, you know, because I do like to go on that, on that kind of track of looking at the Ascension as, or Pentecost as... <clears throat> Like the church taking over. Um, yeah, but how and that do, seems but like how a very. Think about it. That's kind of, I guess, what I'm, what I'm wondering. Yeah. 
so let me tell you the, the what I did preach on this feast last year. I do remember this. I I preached on how it is striking to me that the ascension doesn't happen in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, that that seems odd. Like the resurrection happened in Jerusalem, and all of a sudden we're now in Galilee. Yeah. Um, which is not nearby. You know, so. Like, there's an intentionality of, like, the ascension happening there in a Galilee. Like, I think even, uh, like, Jesus tells Mary Magdalene to tell the disciples that he'll meet them in Galilee. Mm-hmm. So, like, they they go out of their way to leave Jerusalem and go to Galilee. And I, I preached on this last year of how Galilee is the edge of uh, the edge of the kingdom, you know? And so, like, you're on the outskirts. So, like, you can have this outward thrust with the ascension of go out to all the world as you're standing on the edge of the world, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Um, it really kind of brings in, and that's kind of one of the things that I was, uh, that caught my eye. And I, in fact, it's not necessary. It's not so much go into the whole world. That's epic. But look at what Mark actually says, go into the world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Mm-hmm. What the heck does that mean? Are we evangelizing yeah. the dogs and the cats and the cows? Yeah. And the totally. bugs. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Even the little ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I say that in jest, and I, I kind of mean it in jest, but um I think there's a there's an intentionality there that we can overlook sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I was just talking to a, a student about he's writing he's in this Tolkien class and writing a paper on on beauty. It's like, oh, this is my favorite topic. Uh and one of the things that I told him was like, look, people try to say things like, well, only good things are found in the church or in the, you know, something dumb like that. It's like, wait a second. Do you actually believe that God created the whole world and everything in it and all the creatures? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you do, do you not believe that God is beauty and that everything that God's make it, that God's, that God makes is beautiful? So why are we, I mean, to Peter's vision, why are we calling the things that God has made unclean? Right. Uh, and right. so this kind of gets to that, I, I think. It's like, okay, well, we have our sort of predetermined, these are the people that I preach to. Awesome. But what about every other creature, every other thing in this earth that you're actively ignoring? What are you doing to mm. them, for them? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, I think that you have you have examples of like St. Anthony of Padua or Francis of Assisi who are very clearly like living in harmony with creation and even preaching to the birds and preaching to the animals. Um, like I think Anthony of Padua preaches to the fish. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's sort of like a, a weird caricature of perhaps what Jesus means here. Maybe the, maybe those stories are true. I mean, they're very much could be true. Um <laughs> Like, but I don't necessarily think that proclaiming the gospel to every creature means that I need to be reading the reading the book of Mark to my pet dog. You know? Right. Um, right. It's like how how is it that the proclaiming of the gospel happens? You know, with that that phrase of the of the Franciscans with your actions. You know, how are you living in harmony with creation? Mm-hmm. Um, how is every creature reflecting the the justice of God and and the beauty of God? And so I'm proclaiming the gospel to every creature by the way in which I interact with it. You know. Yeah, and you know, it also brings to mind, going back to that first reading from uh, the book of Acts, like, and this is another thing that I was talking with a mutual friend of ours the other day, um, about how we've kind of lost, in the broader sense in in the world, I think, um, really a sense of wonder and of awe and of appreciation of, well, of things that are beautiful, like art and, and poetry and all this fun stuff. 
uh, like our imagine our imaginations are really lacking these days. I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it manifests in very many way, different ways. Okay, great. Well, and then we get to something like the ascension. I mean, the resurrection for that matter, but the ascension especially, especially where it's very kind of supernatural mm. and like things are not working the way that we think that they should. Right. So how do we approach something like that? And, and I wonder if it's a similar thing. Like we have our very, just like with when we're trying to preach to the to people that already believe what we say, um, how are we looking at the world in such a way that's not limited by, by what I think it should be or how... Hmm. Even how my experience tells me it, it it will be. But like, do we really trust that the Lord is master of everything and can do whatever God wants? <laughs> right, right. Um, but see, so, I mean, God can do whatever he wants for sure. But then what is our role Yeah. as co- as co-workers? And I think that's your whole point about the ascension is that we're... Like, I, I would nuance your whole thing about handing it over and just say, like, that's true. But we're being brought in as co-workers. We're being brought in as co-laborers in the same mission you know so god can do whatever he wants and it's only by the power of god that we do what we do you know um which is important like there's a way of saying maybe like the ascension establishes like the strong connection between the work of christ and the work of the disciples like the like the the gates of heaven are now like open so, like, the power of the disciples in the book of Acts is the power of Christ sitting at the right, right hand of the Father. Right, right. You know, and so, like, we're able to do these things precisely because he has opened up the gates of mm-hmm. salvation for us, mm-hmm. you know? Which I think is true. I think we, we say that, you know? Um, like, we probably wouldn't be able to raise the dead in the name of Christ before the resurrection. Or maybe we could. I don't really know. Like, I mean, people were raised from the dead in the Old Testament, for sure. Hmm. But they still died. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so did like Lazarus, Lazarus so still did Lazarus. dies. Right, right. So like, I think there's something to be said about how like the ascension and the resurrection together changes the game. You know, things are different now. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. Ah, gosh, I still don't... <laughs> I'm, I, I know these are all cool ideas, but I'm I'm struggling to grasp at, at what, what I would preach on. I, I'll tell you one thing I did underline from the second reading that I really love. When I used to teach <laughs> the sacraments... Which one? Um yeah, when I used to teach the sacraments, the this reading from Ephesians chapter 4, uh, not Ephesians 1, Ephesians 4, um, I, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call you have received. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's the whole Christian life in a summary, is to live in a manner, manner worthy of the call. Yeah. Um, like, we, in the Ascension, we hear Jesus say, go into the whole world and proclaim. Like, that's the call. Go and teach all the nations. Live in a manner worthy of that. Like, that's proclaiming the good news to all of creation. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I like that too. Um, but like, I'm still kind of stuck on this whole, <clears throat> this whole ascension thing. Like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. But like, the the fact that Jesus died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and is now being assumed into heaven. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that just that doesn't just happen every day. <laughs> that's 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 right. Uh, Quite literally. And true, so yeah. when we say something like I urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call that you've received, what do we mean by that? Is this just to do what you do and like be a good person? It's like well, this it's... is earth-shattering things we're talking about here. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like we're breaking the laws of nature and of physics and of 
et cetera. Right, 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 right. So what, so that's, I mean, that's kind of where I'm stuck with right now. It's like, okay, uh, yeah, what do we make of that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, he says, you know, uh, and we are. And they do, they work miracles, you know, they, the, the gospel ends with that wonderful line that says the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. It's like, we're not just preaching words. Those words are accompanied, accompanied by power, uh, strange power that breaks the laws of nature. You know, when the consecration happens, we're breaking the laws of nature, um, or we're bringing them to their fulfillment, you know? And so, the work that we do in collaboration with the Lord is one of his confirming us through accompanying signs. Like that's huge, you know? So the resurrection, the ascension, Pentecost, these are supernatural events, but everything that we do should be a supernatural event. Preaching the good news is not an ordinary thing, right. which is why the martyrs are willing to die for it. You know? Right. You seem unconvinced. You seem uninspired. No, I'm very inspired. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm thinking right now what i'm feeling and i'm not mm. in touch with my feelings <laughs> uh, yeah help me out here why 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 am i what's going on with me <laughs> yeah i don't know i think uh i mean i think i think the ascension is a confusing is a confusing yeah. thing and so i think for a lot for how about how about this let's just uh be a little bit ironic and mm-hmm. say um we are falling into the same trap as the disciples why are you standing here yeah, looking at the look sky? At that. Look at that. <laughs> so <laughs> we're standing here, you and me, looking at the sky, pondering what the heck just happened, you know, uh, wondering what is this ascension about? Uh, and the response of the angel is, stop looking at the sky. The Jesus yeah. that's been taken up to heaven will return. Yeah. So go to Jerusalem and get to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I think that might be part of it is that we get distracted by... Um, yeah. like the, what, what's the physics going on here? You know, like what's happening here? How does this work? What does the ascension mean? When all that matters is like, Jesus will continue to work with us and he's telling us to do something. So yeah. go and you know, keep his commandments, you know? So, okay. <clears throat> okay. How about this? I don't know that I'm necessarily concerned with like the, the naturalness of all of this, the physical, like, how does it work? Like, I'm still... I'm still in awe that it happened. Like, what does that mean to go get to work when people are being assumed into heaven, <laughs> left and right? Uh, well, not left and right, just one person. But well, his mother will later on. Well, no, no. So she's the only one. I mean, <laughs> other than Christ, she's the only one, right? Uh, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, but like. Yeah, th- this is setting a new. It just seems like it's setting a new reality, like the mm. the 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 way that we talk about. Okay, now it's time to go to work again. Just seems like we're trying to return to the ordinary. Yeah, and going I, fishing again. Yeah, yeah, like I just and that doesn't it doesn't work for the disciples. Uh, they try to they try to do that and it doesn't work. They need Christ to right. come visit them. So maybe like the live in a manner worthy of the call. It's like nothing in your life should be the same. Like you need to be living in a manner that is worthy of this call that in Christ, all things are new and the game has been changed. You can no longer be the same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think that's it. 
Yeah, I mean, and also, like, we see he goes ahead of us mm-hmm. to be with the Father and paves the way for us. Like, he he went all the way through death and made it all the way to heaven, to the Father. And so that's, he's paving the path for us. You know, like, the pathway is now open to us. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Is that the, is that the homily guess. for you? I guess. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're going to have to wait and see what comes up next week yeah. because yeah, we'll we're both to... kind of... Yeah. struggling with it we'll uh we'll reconvene and see what we think see what yeah actually one of the things i'll do i uh i was just thinking i need, i should read what pope benedict preached on mm. for the ascension because i think that he might have some good insight Ooh, yeah yeah report back let me know all right buddy till next all time right, pal.